All right, coming up today, we have musician Todd Kearns. He is best known for being the bass player with Slash's band, but he's actually uh, started out as a singer in the Canadian band, The Age of Electric, and he's played in Faster Pussycat for a while. He sings with Bruce Kulik, uh, formerly of Kiss, and he's done some other cool projects. And today he is here to discuss his latest thing, Heroes and Monsters. It's with guitarist Steph Burns and drummer Will Hunt. It's an amazing new album, and we're going to discuss that plus things that he's learned from working with Slash and Miles Kennedy, his Bill Murray story, and more. Stay right there. Cool. Welcome, Todd Kearns. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of Slash. I'm a fan of you. This is amazing. So how are you doing? Thank you. I love the shirt. Yeah. I got the other one, too. The... uh... It's like the Dickies one. Did you see these ones? Ah, yeah, those are great. Yeah, those yeah. are great. Yeah, yeah. It was really yeah. wrinkled, so I didn't want to wear it. And well, where are you? I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. Ah, beautiful. Yes. Yeah, we, I saw you on the last tour with Slash, and I feel like I, I've seen you a couple times. But was that the first tour that you they, they let you sing a song? No, I've been singing since the beginning, pretty much. All probably somewhere into 2010, they started kind of like. Uh, I think I started with like, we're all going to die or Dr. Alibi or one of those songs. And then suddenly there was some Guns N' Roses and this and that. Miles started to kind of enjoy the idea of like, hey, go ahead. You sing a couple songs. I'm going to go have a smoke. Although he doesn't yeah. smoke, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was blown away when I heard you sing. I was like, wow, oh, like, thank you. He's going to give Miles a little run for his money a little bit. Like, <laughs> Well, I don't know about that, but yeah, I appreciate that. No, it's been, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, I, I, sort of when i joined there you know as a guy who, who sings it's sort of your, your gig is playing bass and then um you know we we started doing the recordings and and then it became like you know miles was just very good about like well just go sing that and go sing this and miles is you know the guy who sings most of his own harmonies on things like uh alter bridge and all that kind of stuff so mm. for me it was um he was just really good to me that way i mean to the point that later on on the later records like world on fire or living the dream it became more like he would do his bits and then he would just you you got the background vocals he would wouldn't really worry too much about what i was singing so so it became kind of almost like you know a lot of the show i'm sort of strapped to the mic because i'm you know doing my thing okay so how does that work i guess it's a two-part question like with songwriting so with slash you got uh you know slashes and guns and roses too so does he need to bring those riffs to Guns N' Roses first? And then Axel goes, now you can keep those ones for your solo stuff. And then how does that work also for you? Like, do you have to bring your good stuff to Slash first? And Slash goes, now you can keep that for your solo stuff. Or is it all just a free for all and anybody can do what they want? I think it's always a free for all. I think the big thing with, with Slash is it's like, you know, what I've always giggled about is, you know, the guy writes every single thing he, you know, he just starts playing guitar and I always he'll play a riff and i always my joke is always like well i'll be watching a kid play that on youtube next year and he always kind of giggles but it's kind of like it's usually true every riff he plays is some sort of iconic you know classic riff you know you just can't help it but like everything he everything he comes up with turns into uh just a, uh, an icon of of a riff you know so um so the stuff that i come up with generally i you know i don't i I don't even know where it would wedge in within his world. Cause he comes in with a thousand guitar riffs that are like amazing, you know? And then I don't know how it works in the, in, in the slash, um, and guns and roses world. I don't know what, um, 
I wish I had more to report. I, I, I don't know what they're doing with new music and whatnot, but I, I assume I, like him, he, like me, it's always very sort of project oriented. If you're working on a record, be it you know, conspirators, you know, if that's what we're working on then all of our energy goes into that at that moment. So, mm. um, and everything, you know, knowing that you're going to be working on a, on a conspirators record in three months from now or in, in, in a year from now or whatever, it's kind of like, you're kind of like gearing towards that as it's happening. And I think that that's probably exactly the way he works as well. Although Slash is a very big compiler of riffs. I know he's always got like stuff kind of like, you know, boiling. Okay. And then, he, and then he comes in and he, I got this and I got that and I got this and I got that. Yeah. So has he, has he heard the heroes and monsters? Have you had feedback from him? No, I haven't had a chance to send him anything yet. Um, I think he's, yeah, he, he definitely saw a couple of the videos cause he, 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 uh, you know, he just sort of said, that's really cool or whatever i you know just kind of catching it in in social media form you know which is that sort of stuff is always sort of floating around um but he's been always been very supportive of that stuff you know he we i always have done a lot of other things on the side and he's always been very very friendly and, and cool about that kind of stuff you know he's got a lot on his plate so <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, he's always doing a lot so i don't For sure really bombard him with all the stuff that i have going on yeah. So with, with this project, I mean, you have a, so I love that it's a trio, by the way, that's really cool. That makes yeah. it, does that make it easier for touring and stuff too, with like the prices, you know, cause I know it's expensive to tour and I only need to pay uh, three people instead of like five or six. Yeah. It makes you realize what, what geniuses rush were, doesn't it? It's just kind of like, you know, three flights, three hotel rooms, you know, all that kind of stuff. It goes a long way. You're thinking like, man, that would be a, uh, it'd be genius. And I, I started in a, in a, in a trio when I was a kid and to kind of find myself doing it now, it's sort of an obvious thing as a guy who plays bass and who sings that it's kind of like, it would be an obvious place to kind of find myself. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really fun. I think that that's kind of, uh, like you say, there is a business aspect involved in touring. It's actually the number one thing about touring is how are you going to make it work? And that's kind of where I'm at with, uh, with everything that I do. So with, with, uh, with this, it's kind of like, well, we can make that work. Of course, you're talking about three guys who are very busy as well, who are trying to like find a moment to go and play together. We finally found a, a second to go and play together in Italy for a few weeks and that'll be fun. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. So Steph Burns. So he, is he currently with Huey Lewis or, uh, who's his current, uh, other band? He plays it with an artist from Italy named Vasco Rossi, who's like a okay. massive, a massive artist. So he's been living in Milan a long time. So he's had quite a, quite a, quite an adventure and quite a cool life being able to kind of, you know, kind of have a whole other existence over there. He's from the Bay Area, but he's um, mm. been, been in Italy for a long time, but he's played with a lot of cool people as you've seen Alice Cooper and a bunch of people yeah. like that. So, um, but he's, uh, he's done a lot. Yeah. But he's mostly over there and then he uh, does his own thing and now this you know with me yeah it's a, i love his guitar work on this it was funny because i was looking and it said uh he played on the uh, hey stupid album so i was like that's like the era where they were on wayne's world i was like i wonder if he was yeah. in and he was he was in wayne's world so that's a cool resume no i don't th i don't think he's actually in wayne's he's world not? i think about it no he but he played on the record and then he and eventually ended up touring with him i think slash plays on hey stupid as well if i'm not mistaken wow funny. small world and then small you got world. will hunt who's currently in evanescence but has played with Everybody, Vince Neil, Tommy Lee, Slaughter, uh, what Black Label Society. I mean, this guy's an insane drum. How did you find? The, did you just know these guys already, or how did you get these guys to be in your band? 
Well, Will has been um, a friend for a long time. He plays in Evanescence now. And um, we uh, he just reached out and sort of, hey, man, I'm doing this thing. Uh, would you be interested in in knocking some stuff around? I mean, the, the, the biggest component was lockdown, you know, being being sort of, um, you know, not doing anything, frankly. I was just sort of hanging around. So when it became like, can you can you what do you think about knocking some ideas around? I was like, yeah, absolutely. I'm not doing anything. Literally, I'm not doing anything. So, so it became, um, it became fun to just kind of like, you know, put some ideas down, send it off again. it's like, it's, it's the, it's the lockdown and the 21st century that makes this thing possible because we live in a day and age where you can send files around and, 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 and make music together without it being sort of, uh, having to all get together in, in LA and, 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 um, and make a record. It's just kind of like we did it completely remote. Wow. So even the songwriting and everything and the production, everything a hundred percent. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It was all done. Like I'd never even met Steph Burns in person, although we'd spent intimate hours, you know, working on songs and stuff, basically how you and I are talking right now. Hmm. And then, um, we hadn't even met in person until we went to make videos for this record. Such hmm. a weird thing to say, but that's a very, modern uh modern thing i guess <laughs> yeah it's cool it's uh, definitely like i wouldn't have the opportunity to interview all these great musicians if it weren't for the zoom technology i mean i guess i could do the i was doing the phone calls before and it was like those are rough though it's like you can't see the person it's kind of staticky this is way totally. better totally yeah. i agree i agree it's more of a personal thing too yeah yeah now what do you like because obviously you, you play with Slash, you play bass and just where you just play bass. And then obviously now you're fronting this band. Is there one that you prefer or do you kind of like, because I know for me, like I interview musicians, but I also interview like authors and the authors are really interesting because I'll get into these really deep things. And then it's like fun to like, okay, let's just talk about fun stuff. Like, a, you know, with a rock star, that's way more fun. Do you like both? Or if you could only do one, would you just do uh, just fronting the band? Um, I think that's been kind of the most, satisfying thing in my career is the ability to kind of like you know move into different areas and do different things and it keeps your brain sharp it keeps you fresh all the time i mean i am a singer i've always been a singer so i think that that's you know one of the great joys is just doing it so i think that that's i feel like in the slash camp it's pretty damn satisfying i don't feel like unsatisfied um doing that um but you know that said i do really enjoy singing so i think that you know if if all if if i i guess if you put a gun to my head i guess singing songs and playing music for people is kind of what i love to do i mean i would i wouldn't be opposed to doing you know being in a band where i was singing and another guy was singing you know like a gene simmons paul stanley kind of thing you know that 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 that, that kind of idea but um yeah it's 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 sort of uh that's a very good question because it's one of those things I really haven't, I think life has been moving too fast to really sit down and think about like, do I prefer this or do I prefer that? It's kind of <laughs> like, I just enjoy it all. So I just kind of roll with it. That's awesome. Do you ever sing just singing and not playing the bass or does it, would it feel weird to sing without a bass or guitar? On no, I, I, I do. I actually like it. There was a, I was in a band back in the nineties where we late eighties into the nineties where I was just the singer um but uh and these days there's a show here in las vegas that i do with um it's called raiding the rock vault down at the rio and it's with guys from white snake and mm -hmm. heart and a bunch of different bands and and i just sing in that show you know it's like they, they just you know i get to go down there and sing some cool classic rock covers and um it's fun you know it's like 
like I say, it's like I don't really think about it in a funny way. Like it is, it is, it is, you know, like I'm accustomed to having a guitar in my hands or a bass in my hands. But um just getting up and singing is kind of like, you know, it's fun. You know, as I, I don't really think too much about like what I'm not doing. It's more a case of just kind of like just don't screw these lyrics up. <laughs> or whatever yeah <laughs> yeah well i love the new album again it's heroes and monsters uh right now and it's one of those things where uh, this is like one of those albums where you like every song and right now my first the first three songs are probably my favorite but if you ask me in a month it could change um now what was the decision to go with a full album versus just a few singles or eps because it seems like now everyone's just like putting out a song a month instead of like all right we're gonna put out a full album yeah, you're not wrong. We I do a project called Tuke with um, Brent Fitz from Slash's band, a Canadian thing that we do. And we do put out singles. And it's sort of a different conversation about like, well, do we compile them together? Do we release it as a record? I know. I think that um, the three of us and with with Frontiers are very much sort of like, let's compile together a record. I mean, it's, it might be becoming an antiquated idea to have 10, 12 songs in one package artwork you know the whole thing maybe that's becoming a thing of the past i don't know but i think as long as it's still a thing i think it's something i'd like to lean into for as long as possible uh someday when it's sort of like that's not a thing anymore you put out hound dog on a 45 and then a b-side you know it's basically back to the 50s now isn't it putting out singles but um mm-hmm. um i think we just decided to to kind of collectively make it a record you know i mean and 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 uh within that sort of the decision to try and do a you know uh, a proper journey of it as far as like it's not 10 versions of the same song it's sort of mm-hmm. some ups and downs and some give and go and some bobbing and weaving and i think that's part of the fun of 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 making a collection of songs it should be sort of uh, up and down yeah it's cool uh, you know another song i really liked was the uh, the cover that you guys did of sweet set me free the the drumming on that is yeah. fucking insane. I, I was yeah. like, is there, is it just, is he doing some sort of studio trick? Is there like six drummers on this? Cause it doesn't sound like one man drumming, but what made you decide to cover that? Cause I know Vince Neil covered that, which will was in Vince Neil's. I don't think they yeah. probably played it live, but I don't think he played on that recording either, but no, no, he didn't replay on the recording. No, but we, um, we knocked Vicky around. Fox's ass probably uh, no offense to Vicky, but <laughs> well, Vic, Vic plays in like, what does he play with like Miley Cyrus or something like that? It's something very really? interesting. Yeah, he's in something very interesting that I might be wrong on that, but it's I thought he was playing with Pretty Boy Floyd the last I heard. Could be. I mean, but he was doing something kind of like bizarrely like mainstream there for a while. Um That's cool. But but anyway, uh yeah, no, we uh we knocked around a bunch of ideas and kept coming back to that song. And it was just kind of like, let's just lean into it. Again, I, I knew it would be a massive showcase for Will, because he's you know, he's just one of those guys that can play anything really he's just a monster drummer and then um you know and it's it's one of those songs it has elements of everything that i like big vocals um you know all that stuff that's just sort of uh all the things that i really love about rock and roll so it just sort of came together it felt like it kind of fit fit into the record uh pretty well too so um that that's you know sweet's one of those bands that uh, i you could cover you could just randomly cover any of their songs and you and you'd find a good one to cover no, that's amazing. Yeah, no, tell me about the song Let's Ride It cuz I think that's one of my favorite songs. It's it's so it's weird. It's unique, but it's like familiar at the same time. I'm hearing like 70s influences. 
like, I don't know, I almost hear like a little bit of Clash, Cheap Trick, Queen, Beatles, but it's got the heavier guitar. It's got a killer solo. It's got the harmony vocals. Like, I just love this song. It, it, tell me how you got inspired to make that song. That's funny because I think all those references you just mentioned are kind of like all in there. And I think that's kind of what I love about it too, is that sort of, you know, like sort of uh, the popisms are in there, the the big sing-along chorus, all that kind of stuff make yeah. it really fun. And, and you know, there's this sort of stacked sweet harmonies that happen or queen a little bit. Um, that kind of stuff is sort of very much, you know, natural. When you get three guys together, there's a sort of communal idea of the music that you like, but then each guy has his own thing that he's also into. So everybody kind of brings their own sort of... Um, their own dish to the potluck as it were, you know, and I think that that sort of comes out in many occasions, like something like let's ride it. And I think let's ride it really, um, is really a strong uh, example of what, what, what I like and what I think that people know me for. I think people would go like, Oh yeah. Okay. That, that sounds like something, even though I think the, the giant, uh, uh the lion's share of the, the, the idea came from staff to some degree, but it, um, yeah, it just kind of has like a lot of the right elements to it. And I think that that's a lot of the references you brought up. You nailed it. I was like, wow, there it all is. <laughs> <laughs> is that a lot of the album? Because I'm kind of hearing some of that. It almost has a little bit of that kind of Guns N' Roses, Sunset Strip, kind of like L.A. Guns, kind of sleazy rock that I love personally. Are you influenced by that? Or is it more that you guys just have the same influences? You're all influenced by the 70s uh, punk and, and rock and that kind of stuff. That, yeah, it's funny that you say that because I think I think truly like that's just natural. You know, I mean, I think that, that all that stuff that you're talking about is just mm -hmm. sort of there. I think that that's sort of um, that's an interesting thing about influences is it's kind of like when people say like, "What are your influences?" Yeah, I think it's hard to even really even say because sometimes you just pick up a guitar and you start playing something, and someone mm -hmm. will say, "It kind of sounds like this" or "Kind of sounds like that," and you kind of go, "Yeah, I guess it does," because that's sort of just all in there. All this sort of DNA that you've sort of taken on is all sort of built into you. And I think all that stuff that you know, when it comes to guns, I mean, that's you know, that's just a very natural. Um, it's always going to be there no matter what I do. Um, so yeah, I think it, it is a, a component of like all the same in, same influences but of course those guys are influences as well you know? yeah so how do you stand out um as a musician because i feel like this album is unique i mean it has some of those similar sounds but then you've also got like some songs with heavier guitars and then the last song uh and you'll remain i, I thought that kind of reminded me of like a led zeppelin kind of battle of evermore kind of vibe um yeah. do you try to be eclectic or how, how do you try to stand out as a, as a music it's just so hard with such a flooded market right now yeah, and I think that's the kind of thing you can't really think about it. You know, I really don't worry too much about like what's what's happening or what's not happening. I'm sort of more the guy that's, you know, we live in a day and age where people are making less and less original music. Like all my heroes stopped making music. There's not a lot of new music coming from the Kiss or Aerosmith or any of the bands that I loved as a kid. Um, so I'm always kind of like, let's just I'm going to keep making music until uh until I can't anymore, basically. So that's going to be a long time. <laughs> um, but uh, that said, it's sort of one of those things where, um, you know, trying to stand out is is difficult because I think that, like you say, there's a, you know, you put up a music video on on YouTube and two weeks later, it's forgotten about. Maybe sometimes two hours later. <laughs> you know, it's just the nature of, of, of the way things are. So I think you just kind of have to kind of do what you do. And... Um, which is one of the things that I appreciate about bands like Guns N' Roses is that 
there never seemed to be any sort of pressure for them to kind of like change to match what was going on. I think they just did what they did and and that worked. You know, I think you can you can easily sort of get swamped into um trying to do something silly like, you know, painting myself purple to try and like, you know, be noticed or whatever. It's kind of like, you know what? We just got to do what we do and make music and hope that, you know, that it that people kind of get a chance to hear it. And in this day and age, you know, it's the music business is is crazier and crazier every year. So it's kind of like if you get a chance to put out music, I say jump on it. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, I think also a part of it is like your work ethic. I mean, you're doing so many different projects. Um, but one of the things that you, I read an interview with you um, talking about how you learned kind of from Slash that uh, just the the drive, like how he still has this drive to move forward and make great music even though he doesn't have to. I thought that was really interesting. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. He could just quit and be like, Hey, I, I done it all. Like, but he just keeps going. So you feel that same kind of drive to continue to keep making great music and keep, continue playing because you love it. I'm sure is part of it. Well, that's the big, biggest part of it. Yeah. Is, is that you just love it. I, I can't imagine like tomorrow if somebody said, okay, well you're done. You know I mean? I'd be like, okay, well, like if they said, you know, everything that you're doing right now is all stopping. You're, you're done. All those things are done. It would just be like then tomorrow I would just start something new. You know, just kind of like I, I would just find something else to do. And I think that there is something to be said about guys like slash who, you know, even before the solo album or even before the conspirators got together, it was sort of like he very well could have just, you know, he, he'd accomplished it all. I mean, but he is constantly trying to better himself as a player, which is, which is really um, inspiring because um you know he doesn't have to he he has achieved you know uh, some of the most iconic guitar solos when he was 23 i don't you know however old he was i don't know. but he's a better guitar player today than he was then just as far as like his his um dexterity and just his ability to stretch out into different at uh, different areas um i find that stuff very very inspiring and i think in a lot of ways i think it kind of like jived with my own sort of take on things where i just kind of felt like there's 52 weeks in the year and I want to fill the, fill that time. You know, I want to, I do I'm the kind of guy that I live to work, not, you know, work to holiday and vacation kind of thing. It's sort of like my vacation, my life is a vacation in a way. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. and that's not to say that it's just always a, a, you know, a 24 hour party. It's, it's, it's hard, you know, it can be grueling and it can be really difficult trying to balance, uh, work all these things into, uh, into a calendar is, is can be challenging, but, but if you would have told my 14 year old self that this would be my future, I'd have been like, bring it on. You know what I mean? It's like, it's that it, it'd be sounds like heaven to me. Hmm. So when you say like, um, slash is, is doing, a, he's a better player. That was interesting. So he's practicing. Is there a lot of, as a musician, is there a lot of, uh, what, I don't know what you say, like monotonous things. Does the slash do a lot of like, does he doing finger exercises or what, how is he making himself a better player other than is just playing his guitar and practicing more, or is he practicing specific scales and things or. I think it's a bit of everything. I think he's sort of one of those guys that always has a guitar in his hands. I'm not sure what he's doing right at this moment, but he's probably got a guitar in his hand. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> but you know, it's weird because guys like miles Kennedy, miles is actually a jazz guy. Like he came up with through jazz and he's a very skilled guitar player. And once in a while, he'll be like, the, I'll see the two of them kind of commiserating over some sort of like weird scale that Slash is not, you know, or just something Slash has come across. And uh, yeah, I mean, things like Anastasia, that riff that off the beginning of Anastasia, um, 
is something that Slash came up with. It's something that he never would have done in like in the in the eighties and nineties, but it's just sort of something he kind of came across. And it's you know he he used to do a guitar solo during the two thousand ten two thousand eleven tour, and in his solo he started doing that. And we were all like, "What is that? That's really cool." And then he was like, "Then that turned into a song." You know, it's kind of so he's always growing. You know, I think that's the one thing about him is he's 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 always moving forward, and I think that that's that's important. I think as 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 human beings and as musicians, I think it's important to just keep. I mean, there's always something to be said about the peacefulness of just kind of being comfortable with who you are and what you do, and I think there's a yeah, that's a big part of all of us as well. Um, but I think for myself. You know, I, I can only speak for myself in that, you know, I just kind of enjoy these new challenges that come at me and and uh, I kind of lean into them. And uh, let's 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 just let's do this. Yeah, I fucking love it. I know you got to get uh, going here. I, I do have one more question. So I was actually trying to find out the story of how you got hired by Slash. And I found that story as I was looking for something else. Uh, so people can Google that. It's a, a Eddie trunk. It's a cool story. But this is the story I was actually then I started looking for this one is the story with you and Bill Murray. Cause I know that you listed Bill Murray, you shared a stage with him. And I was like, I'm Googling Todd Kearns, Bill Murray. I'm like, I can't find, what is the story with this? We did a charity here in town for a guy named Kerry Simon, who was a, was an amazing chef. He uh, has since passed away. Unfortunately had a terrible mm. form of MS or something, but um, mm. we had a, a charity here with slash Sammy Hagar, Alice Cooper, Kip Winger, Todd Rundgren, Jeez, it was just the list went. Oh, uh, the list went on and on. It was uh, I, I, I'm a lot of them are escaping me, but I was just playing in the band. I was like, you know, I was playing bass, and uh, Matt Sorum was there, Billy Duffy from the Cult was there, and we just kind of uh, played. And 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 then I don't know where somebody somebody goes to me. Um, Bill Murray might show up, and I go, what? I go, yeah, Bill was roommates with Carrie back in in Chicago in the seventies or something. I go, really? I go, wow, that's so weird. He goes. And they, they and somebody asked us like, "Do you guys know Brandy? Brandy, you're a fine girl." What? He goes. Sometimes Bill likes to sing that song. So I go, "Okay." So I I sit down and I learn it. Anyway, long story short, not only did Bill show up, he ended up hosting the entire night. Like he kind of like took over the night. Like he kind of came on stage. It was the weirdest thing because I was standing side stage watching whoever was just kind of opening the show, and then sure enough, Bill Murray walks in and he's standing in front of me, and then he kind of turns around, looks at me, and he shakes my hand and i go are you singing tonight he goes he goes uh i'm warming up i'm warming up but he never did sing but uh, but he ended up kind of hosting the entire night he just kind of like he uh grabbed the mic and and he would just like next up ladies and gentlemen you know alice cooper you know whatever it and it was and he was amazing he was just kind of like and then he just vanished into the night <laughs> wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. that's amazing well that's he cool such, sorry such a bizarre thing such yeah, a bizarre that's... thing yeah that's amazing. Well, I know you got to get going. Um, I always end with a charity. Is there is there another charity that you want to promote here at the end? Something that's near and dear to your heart? Well, it's funny. I just started a, a I was born in a small town in Saskatchewan, Canada, a town called Estevan. And we just started a charity up there for um, uh, cats. M my wife and I both have gotten very involved with um, we took in three strays here and not all at once. They kind of have been filtering in. And a whole stray cat. There's a whole stray cat community here in in, in Las Vegas that I was largely ignorant of. But as oh. time's gone by, I've become more and more uh, uh, involved in in sort of you know getting them uh, neutered, trying to find them homes, that kind of stuff. And then this thing came up with this, you know, my place that I was born in Canada, and we started a a charity up there and and trying to get the 
it, it's an existing charity up there or, or um place up there but we're trying to get money raised for them to get uh, a bunch of different facilities and stuff for them so if you can google that or come on my social media you'll find all that for sure okay i'll put that in the show notes along with uh, your website and all and the heroes and monsters is uh three songs are out now and then the rest will come out i can't remember the exact date it's coming the, soon, the, right? the album comes on, on the 20th january 20th okay so then, i got yeah. to listen to it already so that's all i care about <laughs> You're, yeah that's great yeah, that's great awesome. i loved it good stuff thanks i'll let you get to your next interview thanks so much todd thanks so much brother take care Happy bye three. Yeah, bye. you too. Bye-bye. All right, my thanks again, Todd Kearns. Thanks to his publicist for helping set that up. You can check out some of the new songs out right now on streaming, and the full album comes out soon or may already be out depending on when you're listening to this. Make sure to support Todd by buying the new album, buying other merch, or buying a ticket to go see a live show. At the very least, you can stream his music and follow, like, comment, and share his stuff on social media. And of course, if you want to support this podcast, it's all about the social media and YouTube right now. Um, Nothing else. Everything else is free. Uh, So just interacting on YouTube and social media on those avenues will help me out a lot. I appreciate all your support. Have a great rest of your, your day and shoot for the moon.